health, fitness, mindset, purpose, fulfillment. Welcome to the High Powered Podcast. Prepare to take your life to greater heights. Please welcome your host, Chase Livingston. Yo, what is up? Welcome back to the High Powered Podcast. It is your boy, Chase Livingston, and I'm so glad you're here today. Listen, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Listen, this podcast is all about me just kind of sharing some things that I'm personally learning and I'm applying on my journey towards becoming a high-powered individual, right? And my goal here is threefold. Number one, it's a little vain, but listen to me. I'm just trying to practice and hold my skills as a speaker and a communicator. I'm trying to get better at how I deliver messages. And the only way to do that is through practice and repetitions. That's the main reason I started this podcast is because I wanted to use my voice in a powerful way. And I hope that I could do it by um, what the other two reasons this podcast is for. Number two I have a desire to educate and help others, right? I want to inspire greatness in you. So one way that I can do that is getting on a podcast and sharing some of the things that I'm learning, some of the things that I'm going through, some of my struggles and wins and the the education and the things I'm walking through. And hopefully you learn something from that. Hopefully you get a little bit of something through that. Maybe you've walked through something similar and it's just a reminder like, oh yeah, there, there is a reason behind this. There is something to learn from that. There is something to take from that. Thank you, Chase. And number three is I want to further concrete the information that I'm learning for myself into my mind by teaching others. They say that if you want to become a master at something, then you need to teach others about it, right? And so me personally, I want to become master of my mind, my body, my emotions, my spirituality, my finances, all these different areas. I want to have rule and dominion over these things. I don't want them to run my life and the best way for me to personally get better at that is to share information with other people, to teach other people and further concrete it into my mind, right? Um, While the biggest focus of this podcast is to strengthen you mentally, physically, and spiritually, I also want to help you improve in other areas of your life like your relationships. I want to help you with your career if I can. And more specifically, what we're talking about today, I want to help you with your finances, okay? Now listen to me. I am no financial guru by any means, but Right now, at this season I'm in, I am making money a big focus of mine, you know, and I don't necessarily mean making more money. Of course, that's always something that we want to do. We want to be generating more wealth, more income and things like that. But for me, it's more how to make my money work for me, right? How do I invest my money wisely? How do I prepare my family and myself for the future? You know, whether that be, you know, college for my children or letting them start a business one day and being being able to invest in them or, you know, um, setting myself up for retirement without having to depend on something like the government or social security or something like that. I want my money to be set up in a way to where it's working for me. It provides a little cushion and support and it's not me being this greedy money hoarder person, but instead it puts me in a position to where I can give and I can bless others and I can do the things that I feel God has called me to do in this life. Right. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, then that's you too. You, there may be some nice things that you want to buy and stuff like that, but really you want to have money that's going to allow you to, um, do more of what you're on this earth to do, to help others, to, to, you know, uh, travel the world and see God's creation. That's some of the things that you want to do, right? And so with that, there comes 
some changes in how we handle our money and some changes in the way we look at money, right? And so that's kind of some of the things that I want to talk about today. Um, you know, unfortunately, many people just have a uh, – um, we handle our money poorly, especially in America, and we're going to dive into that. You know, there was a recent study that showed many Ameri- Americans have not – do not have their retirement lined up for themselves. <laughs> and uh, the the actual results of this study showed that 42% of Americans are not saving for the future. And only 1 in 10 of the 50% that are saving save 15% or more for the retirement, right? And so obviously the more that you're putting back for retirement, the more you're preparing yourself for those golden years. And you're thinking, Chase, I'm young, I've got time. Yes, but listen, the more I learn about this, the sooner we get started on this, the better you set yourself up for the future to where you can do and give and share and still, um, you know, uh, be a positive impact in those later years in life rather than being dependent on the government or your family to help provide and support you, right? You know, uh, so whenever I heard the study, I was thinking, oh gosh, you know, this sucks. Unfortunately, I find myself kind of on the wrong side of the statistic. And uh, that's why I'm dedicating myself this year to overcoming this hurdle, right? For me, this requires a shift in the way I handle my finances, the way I use my finances, but most importantly, the way I think about my finances, right? And so today, what I want to do is I want to share four concepts that have shifted the way that I view money, okay? And the things that I've got today, they actually came out of a book that I recently finished reading. So I'm going to go ahead and give credit where credit is due. I got the things that I'm going to be sharing with you from the book called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And so um, if you have not read this and finances or your money is a big focus of yours right now, I highly suggest that you you pick up a copy of this book or go online and 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 and, and get it right um <clears throat> he deals primarily with like um investing and kind of the mindset behind what it means to invest in things like index stocks or mutual funds or something like that but he also has some really great concepts on just how to handle your money or how to generate real wealth uh in there as well and so if that's some information that you're wanting to get, then definitely check out this book, okay? But what I want to do today is, um, in this book, he has like all these different concepts and he has just different stories and he has like studies and all this different stuff in there uh, just to kind of drive the points home. What I wanted to do today is just share four of the concepts from this book that mostly stuck out to me, right? And really all of them stuck out to me. All of them resonated. But today I just want to share four. For the sake of time, I just want to give you four different things, okay? Um, and so without further ado, let's just let, let's dive right into this, okay? The first one that he throws at us, and this is a huge one for Americans, is to develop the discipline to save for the future and not fall into the trap of keeping up with the Joneses, right? We always hear about, yeah, you know, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and stuff like that. Um, and we think of this like, oh, well, I got to have this nice house and this nice car and this nice watch and blah, 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 all this different stuff. But really, it even goes down to the smaller levels of this, like, um, you know, down to your daily purchases and stuff like that. Even like going to get that Starbucks coffee rather than making your coffee at home and taking a, you know, um, uh, your cup of coffee to work with you or something like that. There's something about the logo, the Starbucks logo that let's be real. We're trying to flex a little bit or we're trying to fit in and say, Oh yeah, we, you know, I frequent the bucks too. And, uh, that's a problem. You know, you're spending money on 
having a logo on your cup for kind of a mediocre cup of coffee. Sorry, Starbucks, but um, the stuff I make at home is just, it's a little bit better uh, in my personal opinion. Now, this is what he actually says. This is a direct quote from his book, okay? Uh, this is what he says about this topic. He says, less ego, more wealth. Saving money is the gap between your ego and your income, and wealth is what you don't see. So wealth is created by suppressing what you could buy today in order to have more stuff or more options in the future. No matter how much you earn, you will never build wealth unless you can put a lid on how much fun you can have with your money right now, today, right? And guys, oh my gosh, this is one that I personally struggle with because every day, I'm thinking, oh man, I would really love to spend money on this so I can do this, or I want to have, uh, I want to buy this that way I can do this, especially when I've got something like um, a garage gym business that I'm running, right? I'm constantly wanting to get more stuff in there to, to work out with or to share with my clients and to help them grow and stuff like that. However, is it essential towards my growth or the growth of the client, is it actually needed right now? Chances are probably not. I can probably go, uh, you know, another year or however long without needing it. But it's just that that inherent, oh, I really want to get that, you know? And so I don't know what that may be for you, um, but every day we, we kind of struggle with this where our ego wants to get these things and we are... Really, we're having a trouble with the delay, the, the, uh, the, oh my gosh, I can't talk. The delayed gratification of putting off what we want today for something greater in the future, right? And that's exactly what he's talking about here. <clears throat> I'm sure you guys have heard of the marshmallow test. This is like a huge thing that people talk about in the self-development community. But, you know, they had these kids come in and they said, okay, we're going to give you a marshmallow right now. We're going to come back in five minutes. If we can come back and you haven't had the marshmallow we're going to give you two, right? And so they kind of, you know, did a video thing where they're watching these kids and uh, watching the discipline whenever they left for the, the kids who had the discipline to not eat that marshmallow in order to get two or the ones who just wanted the marshmallow now. And so uh, what I'm saying to you is, you know, we've got to tame that inner child who wants the marshmallow now. We want the fun stuff right now. We want, you know, the vacation this summer or we want uh, the new pair of clothes or the new Jordans that just dropped or whatever it might be, the new iPhone that's coming out. And we, we've got to put this stuff off and be okay with what we have now in order to set ourselves up for some greatness in the future, right? Um, and so I want to talk more on this Uh Dave Ramsey, he has this quote, and I'm going to botch it, but he says this a whole lot. He says, um, uh, live today like no one else, so one day you can live like no one else, or something like that, right? So, and the concept is, you know, do the things that nobody wants to do right now, so that in the future you can do all the things that nobody's able to do, right? So, it means saving the money, eating rice and beans, foregoing the nice new car, and just kind of living below your means. That way, one day, you're going to have the wealth and the ability to have the nicest cars, live in the nicer homes, travel the world, be able to give and contribute to other people, all these different things, start the dis different businesses, be a philanthropist, all these different things. Now, if you're wanting the, and that's the trick, that is the trick as you see, you know, the new phone's dropping. Oh my gosh, there's a line outside to get the new iPhone. 
forget that because doing that every single year, the new and latest and greatest gadgets or clothes or fashion or vehicles or whatever your thing is, we all have our thing, foregoing that is going to set you up to be able to do far greater things like help build streets or, or uh, build up schools or, you know, give to indigenous, you know, uh, communities in foreign countries or something like that. Uh, I don't know what it could be, but that's kind of the trade-off. And I'm sorry, but we have to be thinking a little bit further down the road. We have to be thinking about legacy. We have to be thinking about impact and contribution rather than consumer wants and desires right here in the moment, right? <clears throat> so I could rant on that forever, but let's go ahead and dive into number two. Number two, the greatest thing your money can buy is freedom. <laughs> Let me say it again. The greatest thing your money can buy is freedom. And I 100% agree with this. Whenever I started on this journey towards, excuse me, towards self-development, the biggest thing that I desired was freedom. I was so tired of working these dead-end jobs, like just doing, you know, serving jobs or working in a car shop or whatever it may be and not getting paid what I felt like I was personally worth. And I said, man, I'm on their schedule. I'm on their time block. I don't even have time or the energy or desire to do the things I want to do whenever I leave here because... I'm working for somebody else. And because, once again, I was caught in that trap of, oh, I want the latest and greatest and, you know, I got to keep up with what's cool or what's trending right now. It prevented me from saving the money that's going to set me up to be free, you know. And so here is the quote that he lays out in his book. He says, use money to gain control over your time because not having control over your time is such a I'm sorry, <clears throat> let, me, let me repeat that. Use money to gain control over your time because not having control of your time is such a powerful and universal drag on happiness. The ability to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, for as long as you want to, pays the highest dividend that exists in finance. And I could not agree more, right? The main thing that I want out of just being able to have that cushion of having some money in my pocket is this, is to be able to, whenever I want to, do what I want, with who I want, for as long as I want, without having to worry and stress about, you know, all these different things like, oh gosh, am I going to run out of money, or oh, well, I got to get back to work, or any of these different things, and so I want you to kind of take that that concept as well and begin to apply it in your life, right? You know, um, how can I use the money I have right now? to set me up for freedom in the future, to set me up to to be able to do the things that I want to do and not be tied to somebody else's time clock or be glued to somebody else's uh, regimen or schedule or any of these things. What can I do today to prepare myself to have freedom tomorrow, right? Um, I think <laughs> freedom is the greatest thing that we could possibly have, but it ain't free, right? Freedom ain't free. Um, and if you don't have that freedom, if you don't have that freedom to not just like financial freedom, but if you don't have the freedom to express yourself, if you don't have the freedom to give and share and do the things that's on your heart, it's going to drag your happiness. You're going to get old so much quicker because you can't do the things that you're called to do if you don't have the freedom to do them, right? So we have to position ourselves in a way that that allows us to become free, right? And unfortunately, 
We live in a world where money is a great way to make that happen, okay? I'm not saying it's the only way. I'm not saying, you know, you've got to become this lover of money, but we have to use money, you know, we have to have dominion over our money, rule over our money in a way that sets us up to have that freedom, right? Instead, unfortunately, money runs us, and we can't allow that to happen any longer, okay? Uh, All right, number three. Always plan for the unexpected by saving. We never know what accidents are just around the corner. And let me tell you something right now. I don't know who you are or what you're going through, but you're either uh, going through something. You just came out of something or you're about to go into something. That's the unfortunate thing about life. You know, no matter where you are, you're either coming out of something, you're in something or you're about to hit something. Okay. And too many times we uh, we get to these places and uh, we're not prepared for them, okay? We're not prepared for them, you know, uh, emotionally, physically, whatever, but especially sometimes financially is the big burden that a lot of us um, face whenever we're hit with these things, you know? Boom, that bill from the IRX hits us, and we're like, oh my gosh, I owe how much money in back taxes? You know, uh, oh my gosh, boom, all of a sudden you've got to go to the hospital and get this taken care of, and they hit you with that surprise bill a couple of weeks later. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, and so one of the greatest things that we can do is have a separate stash of money saved for those accidents, right? And so once again, I've been reading some Dave Ramsey, and of course, this is a big thing that he has, you know, in the he has these 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 baby steps that you follow, right? And if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, then I'm gonna sound like a broken record to you because he talks about them all the time. Uh, number one, the first baby step that you do is you just save a thousand dollars and you put that aside, right? And you've got this little emergency set of cash there for you. Now, I know what you're thinking, Chase, $1,000 is not that much. It's not really going to help if I get sent to the hospital for something. Yes, I totally understand. Um, That's why he says step number two is, of course, getting debt-free. Step three, you create an even bigger emergency stash fund for, you know, things like these crazy injuries that could happen or medical expenses or getting laid off from your job and you having to, you know, go three to six months without working, right? Now, if you got laid off today and you had to go home and you had no backup savings in any way, shape or form, you're going to panic. You're going to freak out during this emergency, But if you've got the money set back and set aside for yourself, you know, three to six months of emergency expenses, then you're not going to be worried. You're going to say, oh, cool. I'm good. I got this money set back for myself. I'm going to get a better job. I'm going to find some different things. I'm going to work some stuff out. And I don't have to sweat it, right? I don't have to go out and get the first job that I can find just so I can keep my head above water, right? It gives you a little bit of breathing room, okay? And, you know, some of you guys are thinking, oh my gosh, you know, three to six months of expenses. How am I going to do that? It's a thing that's built up over time, and it requires, once again, that discipline to save rather than diving into the uh, the essential things that we want of keeping up with the Joneses and stuff like that, right? Being able to, when you get that paycheck, you get your bills paid, you do your tithing, you do all that kind of stuff, and then you put some money aside for yourself, right? we got to be smarter with the money and save for these rainy days because they're coming, Um Awesome. The last one I want to share with you guys, number four, is the life you desire to live is going to cost you. 
Okay, and I'm going to jump right into this one. This is exactly what he says. He says, define the cost of success for you and be ready to pay it because nothing worthwhile is free. And remember that most financial costs don't have visible price tags. Uncertainty, doubt, and regret are common costs in the finance world. They are often worth paying, but you have to view them as fees, a price worth paying to get something nice in exchange, rather than fines, a penalty you should avoid. Okay, and so here he's talking about different investments and stuff like that. But the cool thing about this book is even though he's talking a lot about finances, it still applies across the board from, you know, your 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 little investments that you're making or to the money that's in your pocket right now. And so whatever your aspiration is to become in life, whatever, you know, things that you have set before yourself that you're working towards, you know, uh, the the vision that you've created yourself, so to speak, right? Whatever the the idea of success is to you, define how much that's going to cost you in order to get it, right? Now, I'm going to give you a personal example of mine, but this is just kind of where I'm coming from and where I'm looking at this whenever I read this book, but don't take this as like something that you've got to apply to yourself. But for me and the things that I want to do this year, I'm wanting to take my fitness business online. But what's that going to cost me? The success of that, what is that going to cost? Well, I'm going to have to redo my website. I'm going to have to get some new fitness pictures taken. I'm going to have to get some different online hosting uh, platform to post my videos onto and the different online programs and stuff like that. Um, I may have to um, do a lot of marketing and advertising in order to get some online clients. And so whenever I start to look at this, I think, oh my gosh, this is going to cost a lot of money because the online frontier is not new anymore. It's kind of the standard. And so with that, the prices reflect that, right? It's a little bit more pricey to get into the game. And so you've got to pay for your website and your hosting and um, all of these different things. Not only that, but it's going to cost me the time of uh, filming the videos and editing them and making sure I'm taking care of my health so that I look like somebody somebody wants to get uh, fitness advice from. And so all of these things are going to cost and you need to be able to add them up, look at it and say, okay, I'm willing to pay that. I'm willing to pay that. Do I have it right now? Yes, no, or maybe, but I am willing to pay that and i I'm going to find, figure out a way to pay it. So now that's just me looking at a micro thing that I'm working on this year, but also view this in the macro of your life. Like over the course of your life, what is great success going to look like? And what's that going to cost? What's it going to cost you? Is it going to be some late nights and some early mornings? Is it going to mean giving up the new iPhone every time it drops? Is it going to mean selling your car and getting something used for a lot cheaper? And kind of just like, Living under the radar for a little while to make it happen? Is it going to mean, you know, living on rice and beans for a little while while you save up and get that retirement set so one day you can, I don't know, this is lame, live in Florida, beachside, uh, where you spend your golden years? You know, whatever the idea of success is to you, define how much it's going to cost and then be willing to pay it, okay? And then understand that these prices that you're going to have to pay, they're not fines. It's not a penalty that you need to avoid. No, it's fees. It's essential things that you're going to have to pay for. It's a prerequisite in order for you to meet the success, right? Guys, I don't know about you, but this stuff is good. This stuff is gold. These are just four things from this book. And 
Let me tell you, if I had more time, I would share so much more with you. But uh, what I would recommend is that you pick up a copy of this book and read it for yourself. Um, so guys, that's it. That's all I've got for you today. Just a little bit from the book. And remember, this book is called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Household. Listen, if finances are a big part of your life right now, if it's something that stresses you out, if it's something that worries you, listen, provision is coming, okay? Um, I want you to pray to God and say, God, send me provision, but also take action too, okay? And when you get that paycheck, be deliberate with your money, okay? We'll talk about this more in future episodes because it's a huge focus of mine right now, and I want to share this information with other people. It's going to benefit me. I hope it benefits you. If not, then there's going to be other episodes for you. Uh, but anyways, nonetheless, that's all I got. Uh, to your health and your wealth, have a great day. Let's see you. Thank you.